everybody. Welcome to Tinder Winners. Kate's here. Zach's here too. All right, Zach. So why don't you talk about what we're drinking today? So today we are drinking a wine from Warwick Valley Winery provided by my mom. She's pretty into the idea that we're podcasting and uh, actually got us two wines from this vineyard to try. We'll be trying the other one at a later podcast. Today's wine is called Harvest Moon. It is their white table wine. And uh, let's take a sip, Kate. I taste it, and it tastes uh, very citrusy, very refreshing. Yeah, a little grapefruit in there, I think. I think it's definitely something that will cleanse your palate when you're, you know, table wine, something you're having with dinner or whatever. Absolutely, like a nice fish and everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's good. And I think uh, Warwick Valley, from what my mom said, was a nice winery, and they really enjoyed their time. Where was that, New York? It was New York. I think it was upstate New York. Okay, so one day we'll have to go visit over there. I think actually my parents did like a one of those rail tours where you could like you get on and off the train and no it was like one of those like old like it's like a bicycle thing where you like you know you're on the individual cart on oh. the rails oh that's fun yeah so we I think they had a that. good time yeah I mean they have them in Rhode Island too I've seen in Western mm-hmm. Mass so I'm interested yeah I mean I'd rather go through the ones that go through the winery well, obviously that's what, that's what I'm interested I mean in. you're not even I wonder <laughs> if there's like a good DUI there because you're on a track like you're just going no, forward no probably not yeah I don't think so all right sounds like a good time <laughs> Yeah, so Warwick Valley Winery, your Harvest Moon is a—it's uh, pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. Pretty All right. Crisp, clean. Kate, so now we're on to the "Do You Know Your Bride?" Pick number one through one hundred, please. Okay. How about um sixty-one? Sixty-one. You're getting better at having variety in these numbers. Very impressed. She likes the ones and the fours a lot. Not ones. True. It's like fours. All right. So sixty-one. She thinks hanging around all day in PJs or a nightshirt, not once going out, is A, decadent, but a wonderful way to spend a day now and then, B, perfectly fine anytime, or C, something only losers do. So, this is a very easy answer. Once again, the question summarizes to hang in your PJs all day. I'm interested to see if you're going to know which one. It's perfectly fine anytime. To hang out in your PJs all day? Yeah, but a wonderful decadent, but a wonderful way to spend a day now and then. Because I'm not someone who just spends days in and out or wants to spend days in and out on my in my PJs just because I'm I'll feel unproductive and I want to like get things done. So I'll really enjoy that day and not feel guilty about not you know, doing things around the house or doing errands or working out or stuff like that. So once in a while. You're a once in a while. I mean, I tend to see that you do those things, but you still like to be in your like loungewear. Kate went and bought Magnolia loungewear specifically so she could be in her PJs all day. Obviously. No, but I, okay, that was when I was off for two months. So like I needed. Yeah, but when you were off, you even did a ton of work around the house. My point, exactly. And I wasn't wearing a t-shirt like no but you wore like you're like comfy clothes. you call, kate calls them her comfy clothes well so like sweats and yoga pants and all that stuff my point is you don't really see me in just like you know loungewear hanging around all day i mean i'm working and then when i come home from work either work out or i put you know i shower and then put comfy clothes on but like it's not an all-day affair you know? No, I guess you're right. Wow. So that was, the, I think that might be the first one that yeah, I've gotten wrong. Yeah, I know. All right. Everyone, for official, for the books. Number 61. Number 61. I put my answer with Z and I put the correct answer as C. Yeah. So, Kate. You learned something about me today. I guess so. I mean, I kind of knew you, you're not a lazy person by any means. You That's like what to I mean. stay I would active. I feel too lazy if I just did that, like, anytime. So, once in a while, I can really enjoy it if I just, like, I give myself that permission to be like, ooh, okay, you know, today's, today's the day. A lazy day. I'm not doing much. I'm hanging out in my comfy clothes. It's raining out. Even better, I can sit and watch Netflix all day, read a book. Yeah, those are like decadent days. All right, I guess uh, I learned something. <laughs> all right, Kate. So what are we talking about today? All right, so today on the podcast we actually have our first in-house guests. We already had Joe on the phone, but. We're going to have our friends Bud and Becky coming on, and we're going to be talking all things millennial marriage and kids. So 
we obviously don't know a lot of things about having kids and you know that lifestyle we don't know like like anything we We don't know anything we have fur babies yes we only know dog kids so we're gonna be asking questions we can think great dog parents (laughs) we are fantastic dog parents um but it's a really fun interview they are great people so so uh listen up and learn some more about them all right, and now we're going to speak with our guests today, which are our friends, the Allens. Yeah, so Becky and Bud today, aren't they cute sounding? <laughs> Becky was my coworker, turned into one of my good friends, and Bud is her sweet husband. And they're going to give us a lot of input on having a millennial marriage with kids, because we clearly have no idea so <laughs> except Becky, for our dogs but uh say hello hey guys hello so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves when did you guys uh when did you guys get married we got married six years ago 2015 so how old were you then 22 for me 23 oh wow <laughs> <Bud>. <laughs> Robert. Yeah, really? cougar. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys dated before getting married uh, three, four, three, four three years. Three or four years, something like that. I don't okay. know. Okay. We knew each other a long time since we were fifteen and sixteen. Oh wow! Ask, I don't know how long we were. <laughs> long okay, so <laughs> you were together three or four years. Decided to get married. Like what? What encouraged that thought right there? You guys thought it was time. You were ready. Yeah, we just wanted to start our lives together. Yeah. Oh, this is something we were wondering. Did you guys move in? with each other after you got married or beforehand after after we got married wow so you didn't live together first wow okay was that a shock to your guys's like systems moving in together after not at all it's really easy (laughs) i know people always say like the first like year of marriage or you know when you first living together is really difficult or it's really flawless, and ours was like super flawless. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> we <were great. laughs> no issues. So, how long did you guys were you married, living together, no kids? We did three years, no kids. Yeah. Okay. So, did you? So you weren't trying to have kids right away. You were like, yeah, we're good to wait a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys got married, was that like a, a talking point you agreed on? Was like, hey. I want to have kids in three years or was it like let's see where this goes kind of let's see how it goes but we did want to wait i we didn't have like a set like three years but we did want like a couple years together yeah, yeah. enjoy your marriage so did you explicitly have that conversation though how did that like talk us through that conversation did it go like what did someone sit down one day all right it's time to talk about kids they're like no. i think there was always you know People, as soon as you're married, they're like, so when are you having kids? So it's kind of just one of those things that was like. No, we don't feel like it yet. We don't feel like it. We were were We're 22 and 23 years old. You're so young. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys come from big, so Becky, do you come from a big family? I do. I'm one of six kids. One of six. And do you know when your parents, like when your parents had their first or. Yeah, I think they were 26 and 27. Okay. Oh, so same age. Yeah. And Bud, how about you? Big family? No, I'm just me and my sister. <laughs> my, my parents were young. 21 and 22 when they had me, I think. Okay, okay. so the example was between 22 and I think and they were 20 they and 21. Younger, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So did you think that like influenced you guys on like getting married younger or having kids younger or so? No. I don't think yeah. so. No. That's just what we wanted for yeah. ourselves. Okay. I feel like it's good. No influence. So when the whole topic of like how did you guys know that you're like, yeah, now's the time we're gonna have kids? Like you, did you wake up and you're like, I want a baby? Or were you like, the time is right with our jobs, with you know, our families and we're just ready for it? How'd that go? Um, I think it was probably different for us. I was probably the more hesitant one because I didn't wake up and say like, oh, I want a baby. Like, I know how to be a mom. No, I was like, shoot, I'm really selfish. Like, I like shopping for myself. I don't want to give all that up. Um, But I just figured like, okay, like I do want kids. 
And so I just felt like it was a good like age and we had, you know, been married for a couple of years. So I was like, okay, better just, let's just do it. How old were you when you decided to start trying? That was, I think 2017, right? Yeah. How old was I? How old am I now? So you were what? In 2017, you started? Yeah, 2017 was when we decided. Yeah. Okay. That's when we decided. Nice. So then, okay. Um, you decided to start around then. The conversation goes, did you guys feel uncomfortable when people were like, are you trying it? Like, are you guys having sex? Like, that's what you're <laughs> asking me. Are you having sex all no. the time? Making babies? Making, making babies? Making babies? That's funny. No, I really don't care. So I was like, yeah, who knows? That's, like, that's, I live for that. I don't care. No, that's just like, you make them uncomfortable. You're like, we're just enjoying trying. <laughs> no, we never. We have never said that to anyone. Oh, my God. You've never said that. No, you haven't. When like the older guys that already have kids, and they're like, "You've oh, said that to oh, yeah. That's Definitely. so funny. I have and then never said that. Right for up. the record, I'll for have the to record. save that as a, as a joke. You may say it to them, and they, it shuts them right up. It's so one, one of the jokes I always hear is when someone says, "I'm pregnant," is like, "Congrats on the sex." Is what you yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So <laughs> 25, you guys decide to start trying, and then it takes. You guys are pregnant. Yes. You, I know you guys because we're friends, but you guys still didn't like own your home yet and stuff no. like that. No. So like, did that play into the Where, decision? Was that stressful? Was yeah. that like? Were you guys like, all right, now we need to find a house. Now we need to whatever, like get something together. How did that go? Honestly, it really wasn't. I don't think it was stressful for us. It was we um. We were, we were in the condo. We were in the condo that had two bedrooms, so oh, that so we, fit we anyway. were fine renting. But things happened, and we were like, "Oh, okay, they want to sell, but we didn't want to buy the condo." Mm-hmm. So we had to find a house. Then and we were like, "Let's just." But that out. was actually after we had our yeah, daughter. Emma was born so already. Our first time. So did you guys have this like? Pers- I know a lot of people like our age think they they need to have certain things in order, whether it be a home or a career or. Your the finances, dollar amount in the bank. Whatever. Yeah. Did you have a set Do you have a thing, thing in your head that made you start, made you feel ready to be parents? I think that's a big thing for people that because they're like, well, I'm not ready because I don't have this or I don't yeah. know if I'm ready because, you know, like, how yeah. did you guys? The thing is, is that your ducks are never going to be in a row. You're Perfectly, never yeah. going to feel ready for children. Yeah. So you need to just do it. Yeah. She just jumped in. Yes. Yeah. They're giving us eyes right now. So. (laughs) It is is true though. Like, I mean, we didn't know like what our jobs would look like, like all of that. But we were just like, you know, you, people make it work. People with less than us make it work. So, you know, you see people who you don't think are qualified to be parents and their parents. (laughs) You're like, we might as well, we could do it. We have kids. So you're pregnant in the condo. And mm-hmm. your renters at this point, are you guys like feverishly discussing parenting styles and reading these books? Or are you kind of like very yeah? Lazy how did that go? Did you guys talk about like we're not going to be yellers? We're not going to do this, or we want to do this way? So what or... conversations really happened during pregnancy? Well, Bud always wanted to be a dad, so he's like already he's already known like what kind of parent he was going to be like he's like that was never yeah just so you know he's like grinning ear to ear he always jokes he was born to be a dad really Um, because he felt that way yeah no really i always wanted to be a dad my whole life (laughs) that's sweet that's so sweet so then were you more like calming becky down who was this selfish (laughs) that's what i'm here yeah Yes, probably. What were you thinking then? I guess someone who like was kind of like the a more lagging along yeah. in this. I was just like gonna take it a step at a time. There you you know, like yeah. okay. Because the thing with like having a baby is that it isn't like this at least for us, it wasn't like this overwhelming responsibility right away. Like we we still were able to do everything with our newborn like we took her to restaurants we like did everything with them we brought her everywhere so it didn't like just shut us down and make us be like old fuddy-duddy parents yeah. you know like we still were able to like live our lives 
So how did how do you think? I'm just asking your 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 perception on this from people deciding this is the gravest responsibility of my yeah. life. I'm gonna become a fuddy duddy. Yeah. Versus you guys who I mean, or your friends. Like we see you guys like are great parents, down and they're just like, like I, I just had spoken with a patient and who he said to me like he's 39 and his kid was three so you know they waited a little bit but then they had trouble conceiving for a little but um all he could tell me the whole time was how old are you oh you're that old have a kid now you don't want to wait I, I wish we hadn't waited it's so difficult I don't sleep and he only told me negative things and I was like you're really you're really selling me on this I feel like a lot of people who are they're not old but people who are like later in life have that issue I feel like because they just put all this they put all their eggs into this basket of having children and they expect that this child child later in life is going to like be perfect and that you know you'll be able to keep up with them and stuff but like that's not what having a child is you know like they think that they can have their career and then they can have their child and it's going to be this perfect balance thing. or something yeah but it's, it's not, not always it is yeah. still difficult and i feel like a lot of times parents like especially later in life, like plan what their child's life is going to be like. And you can't do that. Well, yeah, they're going to do whatever they want to yeah. do no matter what. I, just, I see that trend in people who are older, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure young people do it too, but. Yeah. I'm a little type A, so I can see myself. Well, do you guys find yourself, your personalities just like lend towards parenting, I guess? Because what Kate just said, she's type A. She likes you know, things the way they are in certain ways. She's, like we just order. did our bathroom and she ordered a bunch of different uh, organizing baskets and stuff. Wow, so like, so I mean, with, <laughs> with, with children, you just can't be that way, right? No. Like, did you I'm, guys have that personality I'm before? Very and I had, like, I get very frustrated when, like, everything's a mess. You know, like, I clean up, I take the shoes and I like them to all be, like, perfectly placed on their, like, <laughs> shoe rack. And my one-year-old will take them off and throw them around <laughs> after I just did it. And I get very frustrated. <laughs> but they don't understand, so you can't, like, you know. It's, you, so you really do have to work on course that. correct yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you guys discuss parenting styles? Yeah. Yeah, we both agreed for the most part, like, with everything. You know, just being, like, a united front. Because I feel like one of the biggest things that drive us nuts are when parents um like almost fight over their child mm. or like the child comes between the parents is like daddy mommy said I can't do this and then the dad's like okay you can like that's yeah. outright like disrespecting to your spouse your spouse when you do stuff like that so we discussed a lot of that and like always being united even if we don't agree on a parenting style we wouldn't disagree in front of our child we would later do that in private do you guys find that difficult holding your tongue right then in the moment sometimes but for the most part we're both good about i think there's only been one time where you've been like but you're being really hard like she's she's, <laughs> like, she's two she hasn't had a nap you yeah. know but but yeah that's i think for the most part it's for been the most part pretty easy yeah tell I want you to tell our audience the tip that your father and mother, yeah, told you about, you know, who's their favorite, because that's like my favorite thing. Yes. Okay. So one thing my parents always taught me and something that I carried with me was when I was little, I would um, go to my parent, whatever one, and I'd be like, daddy, do you love me more than mommy? Or I'd say something silly like that. And they'd be like, no, I love your mother more. I love your father more. And I think a lot of parents do put their child above their spouse. But um, it's really important to always put your spouse um, first, not in like a way where you're like, being a crappy parent, but just so that you are, um, what is it like showing your, you're modeling the kind of relationship you want your child to have. Um, so you, well, you had said to me like, Oh, well, because you're going to grow up and leave me one yeah. day, but like I chose your mom and your mom chose me. Yeah. And I was like, 
yeah. <laughs> well, so how did you guys so see that. your like the birth of your child change your relationship? And then obviously, like birth is gonna change it because it's like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. But like when you settled in and like had a routine, did your routine shift a lot from like in your your relationship as opposed from your parenting? Did you feel different as a couple? It was, I mean, it's weird. Like you kind of like see a whole different side of your spouse and you like love them more. Yeah, I was going to say you love them more. You do because it's kind of like, it's just sweet seeing her parent, you know, Mm -hmm. but like the other parts of your relationship <laughs> kind of like what part like you mean you don't have as much alone time together and stuff yes so the yeah. hard hitting questions how's the sex life after kids <laughs> it's a tough yeah it is in the beginning because like you are tired yeah like especially right after having okay yeah. i mean of course you have to like wait the six weeks anyways mm-hmm. but it is you're tired you're yeah I feel like that's mainly it. You're tired. Ta- you're just, ta- you're <laughs> just, so just want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so tired. sleep. We have like two hours. Let's go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it is something you have to like, oh, I think step over it. You need to like plan. Like you just have to plan. Like, okay. Like, on it. yeah. Like we're, whether it's intimacy or anything like that yeah yeah, you have to like just be really we're gonna go to dinner we're gonna go to bed together (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's interesting point because like you do you have to like it's not like in the beginning sex would just be like spontaneous spontaneous. it's just not as spontaneous which that has not happened. Oh god. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. In 20 years, if she listens to this, she's scarred. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah. obviously now you have two little Well, hold on. Little I have some more questions, Kitty. Oh, You're jumping ahead a little I'm bit. Yeah, wow, you really are. So you guys oh as god. a as a couple, Becky's pregnant at this point. So, Kate, you jumped far ahead, actually, from where I wanted this conversation. They had the baby at this point. No, because I want to say conversations about naming. Your daughter's name is? Emmeline. Emmeline. What's the middle name? Yale. Emmeline Yale Allen. Pretty name. How did that decision go? Did you guys fight over the name? Did you kind of have it picked out well before you were even pregnant? Well, before we were Mm -hmm. even pregnant, I always loved the name Emma, but Bud didn't like it (laughs) because he's known a lot of skanky Emma, (laughs) let's just say. (laughs) So it was like, no, they're all like, you know, whatever. So, So I tricked him. And I was like, well, why don't we use both of my middle names? Because my name is Rebecca Lynn Yale. And so we just combined Emmeline. Yeah. Wow. She got two of your names. She got two of my names. That's a power move. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So that's that's how that that all went. And it was well beforehand. So you didn't like. We were like dating when we picked that up. Wow. That's a long time. So do you think that, do you have friends who've done like wait until birth and yes yeah. <laughs> yeah actually when we were pregnant at the same time um we were pregnant with this couple and they literally i think was he a day old before they even named him oh i think he was like at full day because you stressful. can go like two days without your child yeah. having a name yeah i think shannon did that too when yeah we, we've known a couple of people who go like a whole day yeah they're like we'll wait and see what the baby looks like oh and then no gonna, i like don't blame this. no i don't uh, ideas sure but you gotta go in with ideas yeah, yeah. i agree ideas yeah. but i mean you change it because you're like my baby that's not my baby's name that's yeah. fine but like don't go in there not thinking or like a whole day that's crazy right i mean like you said you're tired straight after that it's exhausting it sounds like do you guys notice a difference between so you just said you had a kid friends with kids versus like where are your friends without kids yeah. do you like notice a difference in hanging out with them or like how that all goes yeah how'd your friendships change i've heard things going like not changing then other people are like well once you have kids they, your friends without kids like they just kind of go to the side no i don't feel that way i feel like none of my friendships change do you yeah, <laughs> I, think so. okay. I, think, I think people without kids don't really understand, so they get frustrated when the kid is 
like tired or like interrupting or you know like I mean we were all friends after for the most part the mm-hmm. kids so you guys never really like knew the before us but I feel like friends that we had from before really? were a little bit shorter yeah I don't know feel that way about they Maybe it's a guy thing. Maybe it's a guy thing. It might be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, I think it's a guy thing. Really? Because yeah. I think women typically have more of that maternal instinct That's true. the whole time. But yeah. So let me ask you guys, uh, in terms of like, you guys were 25 when you got pregnant. 25 and, you know, Becky the Cougar, 25. Bud the Young Stud, 24. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, that's like kind of younger, it seems like. You know, me yeah. and Kate just got married at 27. Yeah. Did you guys have a lot of friends who were your age, like who were having kids at the same time, or were you one of the on the vanguard of that, or what? Um, we, I don't know. We had some older friends. They're a little bit older. Than a little friends older. I had. And yeah, I think it was mostly older. I guess we were the youngest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that probably why you felt like, oh, we have friends and they're older, they all have kids, so like we'll start having No, because we all we got were... pregnant around the same yeah. time. Oh, really? Yeah. For the first baby. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Our friends are what? September, Emma's November, and then our other friend is January. Yeah. Oh Sounds wow. Like it was a very and business then, holiday season. And then we got oh, and our friends the next year was like October. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's yeah. funny. Well that worked out. Yeah. So everyone had babies around the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do they all like hang out? Like, do you guys hang out with all your kids together and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it easier almost to hang out with the friends who have kids than now? Like, oh yeah, I mean, it's a play date. And then, like, you put them all together and then you guys hang out? Or how's that go? (laughs) No, I I don't, I mean, because the kids could get like rowdy. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) They could get crazy stuff. (laughs) It's not always easy. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, she's. My daughter's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys actually have two daughters, right? Yes. How did that? Uh, how did you decide? Oh, now on... we're talking about that. Now she's having. Yeah. Two. So now, well, how did you decide? Like, all right, <laughs> we've moved I on to her second kid. We're going to two. How did that go? Um. So with Emma, she just she was like the first grandbaby on Bud's side, and um, she was like the pastor's granddaughter at church so she actually got just like a ton of attention like an overly amount of (laughs) attention so we just were nervous because she was getting a little bit more on the spoiled side just constantly wanting attention so part of it was like we wanted our kids close together our first two um but we were like we need another one to like balance balance her her out so that was a big part of why, but also I just wanted another. Yeah. <laughs> like I did. I just. Oh. So how far apart in age are they? Twenty-two months, I think. I think. Yeah. Twenty-two months. Yeah. So a little less than two years. Okay, and that's what you guys decided is like the close in range. Yeah. yeah. Is that coming from experience or something? You guys, brothers and sisters, that way or? No. Just pulled that. No. Yeah, yeah, we just pulled that. Yeah. We were just like. Um, yeah, we were like, okay, let's just start trying. Because it took a while to get pregnant with Emma. So we were talking about it. And we we're like, okay, let's just start trying for our next one. And we thought it might take a little while. And then it was the first mo- time we tried. We got pregnant. We were like, oh, boy, wow. Okay. <laughs> like Emma just started walking the month we got pregnant. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Didn't well, think this well, was happening. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah. <laughs> So going into starting kids, what were your numbers as far as like how many kids you both wanted before before you had your first? How many did you want? I want six. You okay. wanted or want? Want. And this is coming from the family of just you and your sister. Yeah. Okay. Because you know what it is? It's like when you have that one sibling and you fight and then you're bored because you don't have anyone to play with. Yeah. You, fight, you wanted you someone else. <laughs> how about you, Beck? What did you want? I don't know. I've always been like, kind of, I do want a big family. So I always kind of thought maybe four, I don't know about six. <laughs> it's kind of a lot. I came from a lot. Honestly, I come from a family of six and it really doesn't feel as big as you think it would feel, if that makes sense. Okay. Like it actually does not seem that crazy. And my parents actually spaced us all out pretty decently so 
it was never like my mom was like running around pulling out her hair, chasing like little kids because we were all spaced out. So the older ones could help the little ones and stuff like that. Yeah. Or she could just have her attention on like me when I was little because the other ones were all older. So having two didn't change your mind so far about having six, but I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Rosie Rosie was hard. Yeah, Rosie, Rosie was, was the first one. Baby. She was very. She knocked. Like, she she knocked, was a COVID baby. She but, knocked Bud down a couple. <laughs> yeah, she was very dependent on Becky. Yeah, was, I remember. Yeah, she was tough, but once when she kind of turned the corner, it's been a lot better. And I want six. Been again. A happy, <laughs> she's been a happy little clam. <laughs> yeah, the first like six months were really rough with her. So now, okay, so you're back on to six. Yeah. So six Double. like leads you guys to make some like decisions, like. I mean, Becky, have you thought of like traditional gender roles of like, would you, you know, work less or would you take a different career choice or something like, do you see your family above that? Or do you, for like the millennial aspect of that, Mm -hmm. people, a lot of millennials want to go pursue different things. Yeah. 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 Do you see like yourself choosing because of that or? I mean, I would choose my family like i don't really care about my career um i i would work less i think i i guess i mean more so like are you when you went when you were pregnant Mm. you went on maternity leave and you Mm. took time off and everything so you don't feel a drawback to work as quickly as someone yeah my (laughs) sister-in-law feels like she can't wait to get back in there yeah, well, she, yeah, she was working on getting her PhD and everything at the time of being yeah. pregnant. So, or having her being pregnant and having her now two year old. So, obviously, that was a big thing for them. But, um, I mean, yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you want a big family. What's better than to have your mom around and to like take yeah. care of you? Yeah. I got like yeah. my mom worked, but I got to go to work with my mom all the time. Yeah, because so she had her own office, and like the people that worked at her office are were like my family members yeah so it was great i loved being with my mom all the time mm-hmm. so it was kind of like the same thing you mm-hmm. know except we were just not in my house <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so striking the balance yeah. i guess is probably I feel the like hardest every, part i feel like it is based on the person like what they want because i know people who are really career focused and they love their jobs i like my job it's good but i think i'd rather just be with the kid like i do love that i love being at home with them and um so, I mean, you were, your mom homeschooled you guys, right? She did, but she actually worked as well. Oh, wow. Well, that's hard. Yes. So what do you guys, now that um, M is going to be three very soon, a few days, are you starting to think about preschools or what are you guys thinking you're going to do? Are you going to do homeschooling too? We've talked a little bit about, but we haven't actually like decided fully. I mean, I think like with COVID and everything, um, like it makes it hard. Like I don't want her to have to wear a mask. And um, so I think maybe like preschool, that sort of thing we'll do at home at least um, just so that she could, I don't know, have more freedom. freedom. Yeah. And we do have like a lot of, like I said, we have a lot of friends with kids. So we're able to hang out with them throughout the week and stuff. And she's almost like a co-op. Yeah. Almost like a co-op. If you know anything about homeschooling, there's like co-ops. So you actually do like some school with other families. That's awesome. So it's like a little classroom, you know, instead of just one-on-one. So I think at least when she's young, we might might do that. But we haven't like fully decided on that. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that, you know. So, yeah, but I know you weren't homeschooled. Right, you went to a traditional high school. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have different thoughts on it, or? I mean, in the beginning, I kind of had like different views on it. Like, you know, there's a lot of like stigma about homeschoolers. <laughs> We're <laughs> losers. <laughs> Just go out and say it. It's true, and I always, I always say stuff to Becky, be like, "It's because you were homeschooled." But <laughs> no, honestly, I think. I think that, like, you know, I look back at, like, when we were, like, 15, 16, and there was, like, Becky had so much more, like, confidence in herself Mm. because, like, there's just so much comparison and there's so much bullying and there's so much, like, 
beating down. And like, absolutely. I just think now that I'm a dad of two little girls, like I just want them to know that they're beautiful and I want them to know that they're smart and like, they don't need to compare themselves, you right. know? So, so like take that out of the, something, yeah, it's, it's more of like, you want to protect them, you know, they need to experience the real world, but I just want them to be innocent for as long as they can be. Yeah. That makes Sounds sense. Nice. Yeah. Do you feel you, you guys are like, overprotective or under not underprotective but like let them be more independent and stuff or yeah. so it's actually funny because even though like bud says all that about protecting them and you think we're like we must be really overly protective we're actually really not and it's funny because we always like just joke with each other because we have a lot of friends who are more on the protective side um but we do try and give them like a lot of independence and we try to let them try things for themselves. I think um, going off of like being confident and everything, I think it's just like protecting them from, like they just don't need to be hurt in some of the ways that you can be hurt. The nasty petty yes. girl stuff, you and don't it, have to go through it. Yes, and like I said, if you have like groups of people who are good people and who, you know, have good friendships, like she yeah. already has like, really best friends like that she hangs out with all the time you know and they're good people and they're good parents and they're loving families you know um so it's just like nice surrounding yourself with like good people so it sounds like you guys so it sounds like you guys have like a big uh community and support system around like your parents live nearby right like Mm -hmm. what five minutes in 20 minutes yeah and then two minutes. all these friends and family, so yeah. two minutes away, but like, and all these <laughs> friends with kids and stuff. Do you feel like that helped you transition into being parents a lot easier? Or do you think you could, you know, plop you in, you know, three hours away from everybody? Would that be fine too? Or how do you think that goes? I mean, we, we would definitely make it work, but I think it is really important having like a good community around we kind of got lucky that like we were friends with these people before they had babies and then it just all happened that we all got pregnant (laughs) at the same time babies like oh this is great yeah (laughs) yeah and how about like parents you said your parents are two minutes away did you plan moving here no (laughs) no not at all we just liked the house (laughs) um but it is really nice like we're both really close with our parents we love our parents so we like having both sets really close. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do they help out a lot with the babies? Or? All the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I texted my dad the other day. I was like, hey, I need to get a haircut. Can you come over here? He's like, yeah, I'll be there in 10. Like, it's Perfect. Thanks. Oh, that's yeah. huge. Our, yeah. Let's, we'll see. That's one of the things, like, as far as when we're trying to plan things, our parents are both an hour away. So we're like, mm-hmm. and none of them are retired at this point. So we're like, yeah. okay, we have. No one around here. We have you guys. We have- <laughs> well, watch your babies anytime <laughs> with your own babies. Oh my god! I literally I babysat by myself. Our other friends they have two as well, so I had four kids my god. under three years old oh, all by wow. myself. Wow! How many of them so could he's walk? ready for six. <laughs> three, three of, of them, them could walk. Oh, wow. oh my god! So I was running them all around like it was crazy. <laughs> literally, the other two kids are the same age as our two. That's so, so he was- funny. Four kids under three. Yeah, that's terrifying. Three and under. Hayden's three. Uh, Hayden just turned three. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Have you guys had experience before having any babies of changing diapers or throw up or tantrums? <laughs> yes. So what, what I, was that experience? So I mean, I used to work in a nursery in oh. my church when I was well, like helps. younger. You had to be like twelve years old to work in the nursery, and so I would do that, and I. With kids all day, you're playing with kids. And so nursery is like babies, or yeah, yeah that's okay. like up to, up to two, I think. So which is diapers and diapers all that. up to two, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. How about you, Beck? I do have a lot of nieces and nephews, but honestly, I wasn't jumping to change your diaper. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I don't know. And I babysat, but honestly, I didn't. I didn't feel overly like qualified for it. Was the first diaper you changed your child's? No, I had changed other. Gotcha. I had, but just not a lot. I don't think you haven't changed. I've never changed a diaper. Okay. So the first diaper I changed will probably be my kids. Do you want to change Rosie sometime? (laughs) Try it. (laughs) Try it. I do not. 
<laughs> we won't give you a poopy. It'll just be a pee pee. <laughs> and girls don't spray. Yeah. Oh boy. She's not that bad. I don't know. After watching the kids the other day, I think boy diapers are easier. Really? <laughs> yes. That's shocking. So girls. in your in your team of six, do you uh, hope to keep it all girls, or do you want to? Oh no, I want. I want. Little boys and girls, yeah. So we're hoping for a boy next, huh? I wouldn't mind all girls. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Becca are on all girls. I love little girls. Kate makes the joke that if she has a boy, she's going to send it back. Send it back. I have a boy, I send it back. So our future son listening, sorry. Your mom doesn't love you. (laughs) I would love anything, you know, everyone does that. But like someone Mm. who could choose in my brain right now, Girl, girls are great. And do you have you have brothers, right? I do. So you just think girls are gross, I'm guessing. (laughs) Boys are the worst. I mean, I don't have a little brother, so I'm sure maybe my view would be different if I had a little brother. But you probably think he was disgusting too. I do have a lot of nephews and they're pretty gross. They're gross, man. (laughs) I listen, I nannied for a little boy and he was a cute kid. Then I started doing little boy dirty stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I can't handle this right now. Like, oh, when little boys discover they have oh, different no. parts than little girls oh, and they get very no. obsessed no, with it. Let me tell you, Emma's pretty terrible. Oh. So. Well, I can handle What's that. like the, you know, the kids say the darndest thing. What's one of the, the funny things that Emma's done? Um, Your older daughter is th- turning, she's three. turning three. So she's walking and talking and thinking a lot what's a funny thing she'll like if i'm changing rosie or like um we're doing bath time she'll like look at rosie and she'll say look mama rosie has a little gina and i have a little gina (laughs) matching ginas (laughs) she says that like all the time oh my god do you like ever get like embarrassed in public does she ever do something funny like that in public luckily she has not wait 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 has she whenever you were down in on vacation <gasps> recently. She did undress in front of everyone. My vagina is itchy. That one yes, she, at the she beach time. Yep. Yes. And she took off her bathing suit and oh she was screaming, My vagina, there's sand in my vagina. <laughs> everyone was looking. I was like, Put your vagina away. No. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's so funny. So, do you find that being parents has made you a little more bold? As in, there's a poopy diaper in your kid in the car so you're just gonna pull in any Dunkin Donuts and change a diaper in that bathroom or, or we, I'd do it in the car yeah. I was gonna say the back yeah. seat of the car backseat. or an example like that you know yeah. someone's hungry so you're getting french fries right now <laughs> I mean yeah. potty training M we were at Chatfields oh, going for yeah. a little hike <laughs> we uh we had to Pull some pants down and go behind a tree. Go behind a tree. (laughs) There's lots of ways to compete in. What was it? My cousin's yard. We let Emma pee in once. And in New York. Yeah. 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 We do what you gotta do. You have to. When you're potty training, like they can't hold it. (laughs) What's the name of that restaurant? They're like puppies. That she peed in the parking lot of. (laughs) Why did she pee in the parking lot? She had to pee when we were meeting you for lunch. I don't remember this. You're meeting me so Where do you get your number seven? <gasps> Jersey Mike. Remember oh, she peed in the parking yes. lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they didn't have a bathroom. They didn't have oh. a bathroom. Oh no. Hey, listen, I would say we've all done that as adults at one point in our lives. Oh, yeah. I hate. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, you guys have a, this is like crass, so I'm sorry if I, I apologize if I offend you, but you guys had animals before you had your kids obviously yeah. uh-huh. and did you potty train like your dog and like what's like the biggest shock we only have dogs right now what's like the biggest shock we're gonna get when it's like potty training or like someone's crying and we have to take them out like take them like, out take, take them out, out. Take take out. out. See, <laughs> so, I mean, we don't even know like what's something that's like you have no idea like these puppies don't mean aren't even close to this dog like human like what's a big shock in the early stages do you remember when emma was first born it was the middle of the night. You had just fed her. She pooped. And then when we changed her, she peed on us and then spit up all over. <laughs> all at the same time. We were laughing hysterically. It was yeah, two it was o'clock funny. in the morning. 
It was really funny because we were like, just oh, quick, change her like on our bed. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then like she oh had God. like baby You're... poop is like watery. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it was like on our bed too, though. Yeah, she. It, it was you were talking about a little. Yeah, she. <laughs> Her pee went really like on us, and then she—I had just fed her, so she. No, no, no! At the very end, after we had put her all back together, mm-hmm. the last thing she did was sneeze. So it's oh, like any bodily fluid, like she's just gotten like literally everything, like yeah. pee, poop, spit up, and then she sneezed. Yeah. Boogers. It was everywhere. so funny though. So did you guys do a lot of that stuff as a couple, or like was it your turn? Your turn. I think. I went back to work before you did, so you were good about like letting me sleep. But I wanted to have that bond, so like he would get up too. Especially yeah. for M, what I would do was I would like breastfeed her before bed, and then I would actually pump after I breastfed. So I'd get like whatever milk was left, and then so after I'd feed her, we'd go to bed, and then that first time she would wake up because they feed every like few hours, few hours, you know. Bud got up and he fed her that little bottle that I had pumped. So I got to sleep and then, and you had your time with the baby. Uh, And then like after that feeding, the next feeding, he would sleep through Uh, and I would get up and feed her. So we had like a really good routine down for him. So we both got like, we Perfect amount. Yeah, yeah, we slept amazing. So I sprinkle in a second baby, and how does that throw yeah, everything off? Yeah, that was it. It was not so easy. No. Um, for the most part, I, but do you care as much? Or you're like, you do this. No, you know I would still get her for Becky when she'd start crying. But I, I slept walk a lot for Rosie, yeah. and I'd get up while she. I'd get up while she wasn't crying and be like, the baby's crying, you need to feed her. And Becky'd be like, she's yeah. out. What are you doing? <laughs> Put her back I have down. No idea. Yeah. Oh so God. for for Rosie, I didn't. I, he did it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he did it a lot. So the problem was for Rosie, I wasn't pumping. I was like strictly breastfeeding in the beginning. And babies do just make little noises like so she would make like little fussy sounds and a lot of new parents too they do just get up and grab the baby even though the baby's like not really awake bud does have a habit of sleepwalking though (laughs) so it got really bad to the point he didn't even like remember doing it so we did have to move rosie like out of our room at a younger age than normal because bud was just waking her up so much and he wasn't even awake (laughs) so it was like it was pretty bad i would wake up a lot and i'd be like holding her oh my god yeah so how much time off did you have when your kids were both born i got them multiple times oh okay yeah. do you think that was very important for you to have oh yeah definitely and obviously I think was, anyone could choose i think it was more. important not just for like the kids but like you know after you have a baby your body's like a mess so mm-hmm. especially especially with emma like i, I had to kind of take emma because she would just like be so rough Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of was with Emma a lot in the beginning, so that way she wasn't, like, hurting the baby or hurting Becky. Sure. So, yeah. Oh, you mean, like, when Rosie was born, Rosie was Becky born. was yeah. in rough shape, so yeah. she, you had to, uh, I understand. Yeah. Gotcha. Wait, when Rosie was born? I thought you meant when Emma was born. Uh, yeah, I know. I actually thought you were talking about Emma. <laughs> yeah, no. When Rosie was born, like, I would take Emma. So, when his second, when second your second kid, kid was yeah, born. Yeah, I think it was more important that I was home then. I mean, it was nice in the beginning with Emma. Oh, I got, I got to bond with Emma. Yep. But when Rosie was born. You can't have a two-year-old. And I think that's partly why Rosie was so connected to you. Because I was with Emma, with Emma. Keeping yeah. her occupied. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep the baby safe, too. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Emma so was just, just overly loving. Like, Emma just always wanted to. She's obsessed with her. She yeah. loves her. But she was sister. also a year old. Right. Like, oh, it's crazy to think old. she's. She was. Yeah. Rosie's age. She's oh, about Rosie. Yeah. So as people coming from just dog parents right now, mm-hmm. you guys had them, and then you had animals, and then you had babies, and you have a three-year-old now. Mm-hmm. How does your fur babies play with your real babies? Like, how does that interaction go? So we have a kitty cat, Tinkerbell. She didn't really like them. She still doesn't really like them. <laughs> so that <laughs> stays away. 
But Oliver, our dog, is really good with them. Like, he plays a little rough, um, but they just, like, love him so much. They climb all over him. They pull his tail. They pull his ears. And he just, like, lets him do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good. So how old was your dog when you got had your babies? When your first kid? He wasn't. He was two. Two. He was two, I oh, think. So he was like, a little older. Was, yeah. yeah. He and he's about, him. what, like a 50, 60-pound dog? Yeah. Big, kind of bigger. Yeah, 65, about 65 yeah. something. And uh, have you guys love, ever, like, love love. <laughs> been like, Oliver, no. Like, do you have to remind him sometimes? Yeah, because yeah, well? he, yeah. he is just, like, a goofy dog, so he doesn't realize. Like, he'll be running to, like, play with them when they're throwing a ball around and he like won't even realize like he swings his tail and it'll knock them over you know so you're like Albert no no calm down good boy (laughs) because he just gets so excited and you see they love him they love him they love him and the cat they try to snuggle up or yeah they do they and she's okay but you know they're just very rough both the girls are really rough and Tinkerbell is like a really small cat smaller than most kitties so she she runs from them (laughs) so this is a little off topic of the, the animals but I know a lot of us millennials out there are wondering this and I'm sure there's anyone who doesn't have kids and going from you know, no kids, two kids wants to know. So you talked about like, you like to shop for yourself and like, but like have like your me time, you know, do you guys ever have your own me time anymore? Have you made time for it or is it not even as a couple as individuals? Like, yeah. Like you need a time to sit and like read a book or to just take a really long shower or whatever. Do you have that kind of, yeah, actually, I mean, every week we get that time. I mean, we don't really get a lot of time as couples together, but like individually we're able to get that time a lot. And I think it is because we both work too. So even like little things like driving, like the 30 minutes home is like quiet time, you know, but then like Bud every week like goes out with like his friends or whatever. And we do little, we do stuff just about every yeah, we week, I would time. say. Where okay. it's just so it's us not like your life is over. You never have you your own time. time. For the most part. Yeah, when they nap, but... you get like a good amount of yeah. time. Oh, that's because they nap for like anywhere. starting to stop, but. Still, it's like one to three hours of quiet. So, do you find that important? Like, as advice to new parents or people expecting would you say it's important to alone time you know a couple time like what do you recommend with just living your life as close to as it was before kids too yeah i think it's important not to like stop your life and to not so many people just like focus in on like everything baby and it is important to take care of your baby but not um not what's the word like obsess yes like obsess um and make everything about them because then that'll kind of give them then the spirit of entitlement you know you're putting in that everything's about them and they need to know that like the time is shared you know it's about your sibling it's about your parents like if daddy needs this then you need to respect that time and um you know, Bud and I don't have a set time when they go down for a nap. And that's because we have stuff we want to do as well. So their nap times change day to day, basically. Yeah. It's whenever, you know, of course, if they need a nap, we're not bad parents. We don't keep <laughs> them up like and make them miserable. But we've made it so that they are flexible. That's so that's really you, important. So we could travel, yeah. so we could do different stuff, yeah. so we can go out to eat, um, and then not have meltdowns. So I think it's mm-hmm. really important. Have you seen that as a di- again friends or a family who have kids? They have a lot of rigidity. Like they have to eat at this time, they yeah. have to nap at this time. They have yeah. to. We don't have too many friends that do that, but like yeah. I feel like friends of friends yeah. I know. Like you've of. heard it before, yeah, yeah. and it just. In your mind, that sounds, I mean, you explaining it to us, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. For the parent. Making it all. Yeah. Yeah. So rigid. Because then your whole life becomes 
your oh, that's schedule, good. but like you yeah. do need to recharge because mm -hmm. like it can't all be about them because at the end of the day, your kids are going to leave and it has to, you and your spouse have to have a connection still, you know, you have to put in the time with your spouse because of course you love your children. You want to raise them up to be good adults, but they're going to get married and start their own family someday. <laughs> they're they're going to leave you. Yeah. Family so now. it's important um, that you keep still keep your spouse number number one number mm -hmm. one and you find that as in like scheduling dates and stuff like that yeah. helps yeah. with that and well i mean once your kids go to bed i mean we always have just like one-on-one one 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 time yeah. yeah that's good yeah, like a few hours they go to bed around what eight o'clock and we normally go to bed around 11. So three-ish hours so that's, that's i mean but you go to work at like five or six right so like yeah. you depends, force yeah. yourself to stay awake just to get those times in so i mean when that so on those days that i go into work at five i normally come home around 12 and that's when you go to work so i'll get i'll nap during their nap time and so then by the time becky gets home i'm like oh i'm good like <laughs> i'm so totally recharged yeah. well that's kind of nice though because then you I mean that that is another way of you like putting in time to put time in later for each other, mm. you know, planning that nap out. when they nap. <laughs> in fact, I've heard that before. Yeah, nap keep when it flexible. They nap. I guess, nap I guess when that's they nap. true. Yeah. Any final advice you guys have for couples expecting and like how to maintain their relationship, or just like people thinking, overthinking the whole it's not the perfect time or the this or that. Like, what's your your ending advice to everyone don't overthink it kate and zach just have the baby it's so much fun they're so cute you can just talk about them. those annoying people that say money go ahead start trying you guys don't have to just practice you can play the game oh my god oh score that goalie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Okay, well. All right, on that note. We gotta leave here pretty quick because yes. I can't drink the water. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> got some stuff to do, don't you? Oh, jeez. Practice. That's it. Thank you guys for your time. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll have you back soon. Yeah, this was we'll fun. We'll do more discussions. Mm. When you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. Bye. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. We had so much fun doing it. We always love hanging out with it's Becky. It's funny. And Bud. We've like hung out with Becky and Bud for years now. And like, I feel like I've learned so much about that. Learned so much more. And yeah, that interview, it was really funny. Um, but I had a really great time talking to them. And I actually feel a little bit strangely prepared for that lifestyle now that I know how they dealt with it and still are dealing with it, you know? I think they like really sprinkled in the idea of flexibility like i really appreciate i think that that's key kind of the lesson rigidity is tough in it beside you know unless you're like a doctor and you have to be rigid about like protocols and things like that you know in everyday life i think flexibility is key to i, I mean i disagree ease. with you entirely i think it's easy to fall into a rigid routine and i think that's that's what restricts your life well, that's so, what like, I'm saying. I think, I think your the child key is being flexible. Of, yeah, exactly. And I think it's easy to go into rigidity. Oh, so, like, so? yeah, it'd be comfortable, very comfortable to say, okay, my kid goes down at two every single day, so I, I can plan my harder life. Because then, like, what it, you know, not everyone plans their life around your time and know, your kid's nap time. So, picture five out of seven days a week, putting your kid down at two is easier, you know five out of seven days because five days monday through friday you're working you're doing a very routine schedule for I instance know. i work a very routine schedule monday through friday i guess so like i think what becky and bud are trying to instill the idea of flexibility is very critical i think having that not only in your life as a well, parent I think it's critical too but i didn't but think in your life as like a normal I don't think person it's hard to do though i i disagree i think it's hard i think it's a conscious decision you have to make okay well I think we clearly can tell who is the flexible person here and who is the rigid person through our answers. <laughs> I guess so. It's like, that sounds fine. And you're like, that's really hard to do. <laughs> I think it's hard to keep some, some form of flexibility. It's almost like oh, keeping a, so. a little bit of spontaneity. I mean, so did you, did you have a 
bedtime growing up? Was it like eight o'clock, nine o'clock? No, you gotta be in I, bed. I didn't have a bedtime. So your parents were never like. You gotta I like be didn't in bed. sleep when I was a little kid. I don't know why. So my parents were just like shut the light off and read with a flashlight if you want. So like I don't really know. Like you know, I would just. But they were like, you have to be in bed. You can't be up watching TV. You can't be doing. No, nah, I would like be in my room, either watch a movie, reading, or something like that. Because like I just couldn't. I had like the inability to sleep. Yeah. But like. I don't think my parents were really strict like that. I would, like, have a bedtime snack every night, which was, like, a routine thing. And then other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I had many routines, we'll say. Okay. Because Yeah, I was going to say my household was always very flexible. It was, you know, and I wasn't staying up every night until 12 o'clock. But, you know, eventually I was, like, if I was tired, I went to bed. If I wasn't tired, my dad would be like, all right, stay up, watch a movie with me. Like, I'm watching this, come hang out, sit on the couch, either fall asleep on the couch, he brings me up to bed, or then I'm like, okay, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. You know, nothing was very I mean, even in our, our current relationship, like, I am kind of like You are the more, the rigid, more rigid one. Person. That's what I'm saying. You're like, yeah. it's this time. Let's go brush our teeth. We need to go to bed. And honestly, like, I need that. Otherwise, I will stay up Kate, too late. Yes. Kate's one time I did not do that. She stayed up till 1.30 in the morning uh, and was so tired and had to work. And I, I just like, get caught up. I like told you to come to bed with me. A book or a TV show. And I, like. Or TikTok or Instagram. Or Shout out to Becky for always sending me the TikToks that keep me up all night. Seriously, um, though. They keep you up till, like, 1.30 in the morning. Yes, so I usually take me and the dogs and we go to bed. And Kate follows because she doesn't want to be left out of the party well and i know that if i stay up all night it's a problem for work the next day so but you are definitely i mean it's needed i'm not saying it's not needed i'm a little too i guess flexible and you balance me out i guess that's the case yeah all right so now on to our question a day for newlyweds all right so today's question is what gives you peace hmm interesting I would say there's a couple different things that give me peace. I think I think nature gives me peace, being out in nature um, and just sitting and almost kind of meditating a little bit, you know, being so, very mindful. I mean, I'm just going to check you on that real quick. Bugs? Bugs give you peace? I'm not talking about sitting next to a mosquito buzzing in my ear. I'm, I'm just teasing you. Ugh talking about sitting there listening to the birds and you know our backyard gets a lot of birds and they sound so pretty especially early in the morning so I'll, if I let the dogs out I'll go stand out there in the morning and like listen to them and just like breathe the fresh air that gives me peace and I would also say um thinking about things that I'm grateful for as in knowing that Everything I have in life is like taken care of and my family's healthy. I'm healthy. You're healthy. Like those are obviously things that could give you a lot of concerns. So thinking about that every once in a while and realizing like life is good. That brings me peace too. That's good. I mean, Kate, you're like someone who meditates a lot too and like reflects on that stuff. And I feel yeah. like bringing you peace is almost like the goal of those activities. Almost yeah. you, your, your hobbies kind of structure around bringing you peace kind of yeah that's, it's pretty healthy <laughs> yeah. someone's got to do that around here yeah because on the flip side what brings me peace is ah uh, I, I mean kate what am i gonna say what's my first thing running yeah running mm -hmm. running is the thing that brings me the most peace and i think it's because i have just like a ton of nervous energy all the time so yeah but that's running, a form like, of helps like meditative me get through it stuff too you know you really get in the zone you just go you and it's funny people don't get it like i can run people are like oh you can run i was like i need to run for like hours like to get to it well because not everyone can like get in that mindset of like not thinking about their legs being tired not being able to breathe or it's being just, in that type of yeah, shape yeah i guess so i mean like running just brings me like absolute walking, serenity like walking does that for me which it's like, okay, anyone can walk, but it's like, it actually does. I just feel like good when I do. And sometimes I can, I feel like I can be more mindful when I walk because it's a little slower paced and I'm not like huffing and puffing. I'm not as good. Of a runner, well, running obviously. like, I mean, I'm not a good runner anymore right now. Well, you're working. I'm recovering, now. but uh, like running like the first hour of a run, I kind of like to listen to something or hear some music or something. And then after the first hour, it's like really nice to shut everything off and just like, kind of like 
feel your body and not think. Like you're kind of tired at that point, and it's like the best. So I say, aside from running, uh, I think like kind of menial tasks, kind of like cooking or washing dishes or like raking leaves. I rake leaves for what? Like, not like two hours today. Things, things yeah. where you don't have to sit and be like in your head about. You can just go about it and do it. I just have like a ton of energy, and I kind of. You your things are more peaceful, like in like, like non-active. Mm-hmm. I kind of need to do something active. You've got a lot of pent up energy. Like, you're always needing to be moving around. Yeah, and I think it's I become at peace when I'm moving, and like exerting in a mindless, like a gardening. A I like remember I worked on the farm and it was like my favorite job because yeah. I was doing like a set task. I could just go to work. Yeah. Well, sometimes I can, I can totally get that because sometimes when I'm like at work. I, I always have to be on and thinking the entire time I'm at work, you know? And then sometimes I'll be there. I'm like, maybe I should just get a job. I don't have to think. I'm just going to sit there. Like, what back when we worked retail, right? And you mm-hmm. just, like, you folded clothes. You didn't have to think about it, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you get you get bored of that after a while sometimes. But, you know, sometimes you miss that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, yeah. So I can understand the whole just letting and burning relax, energy burning and stuff. Energy. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Yeah. And we enjoyed our wine. So thanks, Mom. Yes. Thanks, Marianne. It was great. I like it a lot. Yeah. And uh, we'll tune in next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.